0: Mullins pastor at Broad River Church and we're really grateful that you checked us out if this message has been inspiring to you we hope that you visit our website at broadriver.church and you can go to the plan a visit page and see if there's a time that you could visit Broad River Church in person you also can give at that same webpage and you can check us out also on Facebook and Instagram just search Broad River Church we hope this message is a blessing to you so glad we got to experience that time of worship together. It's, it's awesome that even as we're separated, that God's Spirit joins us together, that we are the church not because we gather into a building, but because God puts us together. He calls us His body, each member making up one of the parts of the body. And as we're in worship, we're never more His body than we're, when we're lifting up His name. And I'm so glad that I got to experience all that time with you. My name is Kevin, If I haven't got a chance to meet you yet, along with my wife Jacinta, we are pastors here, and we hope to get to meet you in person sometime very, very soon. One thing that you can do right now that will help us connect to you is fill out a connect card, especially if you're a guest with us today, but this is really for everyone that has any information they'd like to pass on, if you want to update any information, or if you're a guest and wanted to let us know that you were here today on our website, or if you're in the Facebook or YouTube rooms, we'll be dropping them in right now is our connect card. We can share a little bit of information about yourself so we can in turn share some information with you. There's also a place on the website to submit a prayer request. And we'd love to know what is going on in your life that we can join with you as pastors and elders. It really helps us to know how we can pray specifically, intentionally for the things that are going on in your life. For a few weeks now, we've been talking around the idea that healing is coming. Uh, It's really something that I felt in prayer over a month ago. And over the last few weeks, I've been asking that God would just give us a fresh word for the days that we're in right now. So today I want to start digging in deeper into what we say when we say that healing is coming. So this is not just a marketing phrase. It's not something that just sounds good. It's not something, hopefully, that's just a nice sign that we can put up in our, our yard or in our car. It might take a couple of weeks for us to dig in, but today I want to read some scripture to you and try to give you context for what it means that healing is coming. So get your Bible ready. I want you to read it with me when we get there in just a minute. Pray with me now. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, you are my rock and my redeemer. Pray that you would speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. A few years back, There was a movement in the broader culture, and the church kind of found a way to attach itself to it that was like the one-year-left-to-live movement. Does anybody remember this? There was this movie called Bucket List, a couple of other movies around the same premise, and the whole idea was people finding out that their death was now imminent and then trying to get as much out of their life as they could with the time that they had left. So the idea was live like you're dying. If you haven't bungee jumped, you need to do it soon. If you haven't told somebody that you're sorry or that you love them, do it now. If you never bought that Alfa Romeo red sports car, go buy it now. Drive it like crazy because you need to do it while you have time left. And, and I can see some some positives behind that. It's good to live with urgency. Urgency is our theme at the church this year. It's taking on a whole new meaning right now, right? But as we stare sickness and death in the face in a way that we never have before, in our world, in our country, in our church, in our families, I want to ask you what might seem like the exact opposite of that question, the question, what would you do if you only had a year left to live? Here's the question that might sound like the opposite of that. What if we never die? How would you live if you knew you were never going to cease to exist? a great baseball player named Mickey Mantle. He played for the Yankees, but we can forgive him that. He had some real health issues and he had to have a liver transplant. And after his transplant, he was quoted as saying this, if I had known I was going to live so long, I would have taken better care of myself. And so my question for him would would be, how, how do you think he would have taken care of himself if he knew he was going to live forever? And I don't know where he's going to live forever. And actually today, I'm not even going to be touching on one side of living forever. Because for most of those that are watching today, most of you, I know you. I know where you're going to spend your forever and your eternity. So I want us to think and pray this morning about living forever as a child of God on Easter We say that we are celebrating that Jesus came and defeated death, hell, and the grave. So what does that mean for you here and now in Fairfield County 2020? I think some of these questions bother Christians, and I want us to leave the next few weeks with a new sense of who we are and what God has in mind for us. What if... We never die. Today, I want to read three portions of Scripture with you. First of all, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 51, where Jesus says this. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. I want you to say that. Say, never see death. Say it now. Never see death. Then the second half of verse 52, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Well, say that with me. Never taste death. Now, we have some language issues here, which I don't think we're going to get to until next week. We'll get there. But watch this. What people normally think of when they think about death, Jesus says those people who keep his word will never experience that. It won't happen to them. Here's what I know about us when we think about death. We we feel it as a sad thing. We feel mournful. We feel down. The Bible uses the word disheartened. To to think about death is a heavy thing, and and part of this is because when we see people die, we don't see what happens to them on the other side. We're we're stuck on this side and sometimes what's left back on this side doesn't look all that good to us, right? So so you need to get this. Their experience is different from what we can see. As followers of Jesus, especially, we need to get get that. Let's go just a little bit deeper. Hebrews Chapter 2. Look at what the writer of Hebrews says. Chapter 2, verse 14. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself, this is Jesus, likewise partook of the same things. Okay? So this means that Jesus came here and he had the full human experience with everything that that means, the good, the bad, the ugly. He partook of those same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. In other words, and this is gonna be uh, something new for some of you today, we have an enemy that controls death in this world. By the way, we gave that enemy control. That's one of the reasons we have a wrong view of death. So Jesus came here. He stepped in to show that he was bigger and better than anything that that enemy could do. That, that's why Easter is so big. That's why we're celebrating. That's verse 14. Verse 15. And deliver all those who through fear of death, watch this, were subject to lifelong Slavery, And this is big. This is like shift your whole life big. So don't miss it. The fear of death has subjected us to lifelong slavery. Now, there's two parts to that slavery. First, we know the literal fear of dying controls many people. Over the last few weeks, many of us have had these moments of fear like that. This is how this world controls people. By the way, it's the only way that human governments of any kind can really control people. And when I say government, I I have more in mind than just the United States government or some other uh, country's uh, governments. The power of human government is based on the power of death, okay? It's not the nicest thought, but there it is. But there's a second part to this slavery that I want you to see, and I think it's, it's even more important than the first part. The bigger, the bigger idea is, is, is the idea of slavery based around the idea that when we die, our life is over. I think this is the bigger part of the slavery. Us thinking that when we die, our life is over. This is something that God is going to use this time to help us with as a church because I'm realizing as a pastor that most of us have no real idea about what comes later and how what comes later is a part of our real lives. This is what we're going to see over our next few weeks together. It might take us a few weeks to get there. I was talking to a a good Christian guy uh, last year. It might have been the year before. And he was reflecting on his life. And the best way I could describe him at this point in his life was disappointed. He was capable. He was talented. I could tell he had been a big help, a big blessing to a lot of people in his life. You could just tell. He he was too good of a Christian to be bitter. He knew that wasn't the way, but he was disappointed because his life had taken a wrong turn. He he had been advancing far into his career, and he was using his advancement to, to do good things for God and God's people. And then, right in the middle of him doing great, someone in a position over him made a decision. And anybody know how that goes, right? And he was all of a sudden pushed out and really... At that point, all of his hopes for his works and the plans that he had were really over because of that decision that was made that he had nothing to do with. And so at this point in his life, he was disappointed and he was sad. As a pastor, I've experienced this a few times along the way, many times along the way, uh, in talking to people, but as I was looking at that this week, And looking at this scripture, I realized that the reason he was sad and disappointed is that he was thinking that his natural life was his whole life. Man, I hope you get this this morning. He was thinking, My life is over. It didn't work out. I failed. I intended to do so much more and it didn't work out. And now I'm pushed to the side. I think this is a really common thing that we experience. And I'm glad that both younger people and older people are hearing this today. It's for both of you. There are people all over this city and in assisted living facilities and entering into early retirement, even some that aren't that advanced in age that feel this way, like this guy. Based on the things that have happened, based on the decisions that I have made, maybe even more importantly, based on the decisions that I had no control over circumstances, lean in circumstances, leaning with me right now, people looking back at something that they had their heart set on. It might have been a marriage it might have been a relationship with a a son or a daughter or a grandchild a dream and it didn't work watch this if you don't have a real idea of your life your real life your god-given life your whole life you're going to be a slave is what the writer of hebrews says to the idea that this is it why, why do more and more people live in despair in our world? And maybe this is you today because more and more people have believed a lie that says, this is it. Do what you can, get all you can, and sit on your can because this is it, baby. It's slavery and it happens inside the church too. M- many followers of Christ don't have a real idea about a life that is eternal. And God has given us this season to change course. I want everyone to listen right now. Lean in with me right now. Broad River Church, I want you to have a meaningful concept of what your life really is. Look at one more verse with me. in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse uh, 10. This would be a good one to memorize, by the way. Second Timothy 1 10, This verse is all about how Jesus Christ came into the world. He saved us. Actually, look at, at verse 9 first. Who saved us, God saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So just a quick note before we get to the verse I want you to hear. When we talk about eternal life, Christians don't believe in reincarnation, right? That's like your soul being eternal, but going backwards. That's not what we believe. Listen here in verse 9 to what we believe, that your soul, who you really are, is designated by God and called by God and brought into existence by God before the beginning. You can call that creation. You can call that your creation. You can call that, I don't care. You can call it the Big Bang if you want to. Before that, you were in God's mind. God knew for all time when he was going to bring you in. And I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Every one of you is wanted and called. There are no unwanted children in God's universe. God wants all of you. God has a plan for all of you. This is what verse 9 says. He's going to fulfill that plan. This is for free. We haven't even gotten to the verse yet. That should make you happy today. But look at verse 10. This is for us today. And which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death. Would you say those three words with me there? Who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. He abolished death. Get this. We don't have a death problem. We have a life problem. We don't need to understand the struggle of death right now. Devil has overplayed his hand. We get it. We saw it last week. Death reigned from Adam to Moses. We get it. We need to understand life. You see this in this verse. It is Jesus Christ who brought life to light. People don't understand what life is. This is what I want us to see. And because of that, they don't understand immortality. And it was Jesus who brought light and immortality to light. Life and immortality through the gospel. We need to pay attention to this. We, we need to take Jesus serious. Paul is saying to his protege, Timothy, Jesus is the one we need to take serious about life. He's the one with the information that we need on how to live this life. It's followers of Christ who need to get this. Something I've heard over the last few weeks is that this virus is giving the church the opportunity to stop just talking about being the uh, talking about be in the church and actually be in the church have you heard this i agree and that starts with an understanding of the kind of life god has given us to live listen i know how you'd live if you only had a week to live you'd go to the beach or something you'd buy a sports car or something but how would you live if you knew you were going to live forever because you are I want you to get back here next week. I can't wait to go deeper into this with you. Listen, resurrection is here. And that's not some sort of abstract concept. It means something real here and now. Healing is coming. And that's not just some sort of pie in the sky, fingers crossed. No, it means something concrete right now. This healing that is coming is for all of who you are. It's for everyone who asks. And it's a healing that lasts forever let's pray today Lord Jesus thank you for your words of life to us this morning thank you for the new life that we have in you and that it's not just some sort of box that we check in and some sort of requirement that we meet no God you have infused us with your life and it is eternal life God, help those that are followers of Christ here today that are watching this right now, part of Broad River Church, part of Fairfield County, more broadly, Lord, help them to understand the kind of life that you've given them to live and that it's an eternal kind of life. And for us to ask, In light of the fact that I'm never going to cease to exist, how then should I live right now? What should be the appropriateness to the way that I live right now? God, make us aware of that, Jesus. Lord, I pray for some that might have been listening to this that have never even decided to make you the Savior of their life. And as I've been talking this morning, there's been something within them that has said, yeah, I want that kind of life. Yeah, I I have been disconnected and maybe felt some despair to say, you know, is this all there is? God, help them to understand the truth this morning that no, it's not, this isn't all there is, that there is a whole new life that you have for them. Lord, because you came and you walked and you did the human things and you, you lived and you died here and you were buried and then resurrected to new life and that you did it for those that are listening right now and saying, I'm wondering if this is for me and the answer is yes. God, I pray right now that they would experience your presence. And if that's you today, and you would say, you know what, Pastor Kevin, I I want to follow Jesus. I want to give him my heart. I want to give him my life. If that's you, I want to say a prayer right now. And I'm going to say the words, and I'd like you to repeat them after me, but don't say them as things I'm saying. Say them as your words. This is an opportunity for you to make a decision to follow Jesus right now. If you want to do that, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, Thank you for coming for me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for your resurrection and the new life that I have in you. And now, Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of the way that I turned against you. And now I want to follow you for all of my life all of my days. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give God praise together for new souls that are coming into God's kingdom. Come on, Broad River Church, let's give God praise. Amen. It's an awesome thing when people give their hearts to Jesus. Before we go today, I just want to share three quick things with you. First of all, Uh, I mentioned the connect card before please fill out that connect card let us know that you were here especially if you were a guest with us we'd like to share some information with you about the church we're so glad that you're here today also use the prayer request form that's online to let us know about the things going on in your life I believe most people watching today have some sort of prayer request and we'd love as pastors and elders to be able to pray intentionally for you so please fill that out if you're a member of our church we thank you and regular tender. we thank you for your faithful giving especially in tithes and offerings and especially during this time it has been so exciting over the last month that as people have had needs our church has been able to step up and be a help to them and that is because you are faithful in in your giving as we've said before we don't have a denomination or or a fairy in the sky that sends us money our church moves forward at the speed. Of your giving. And so thank you for taking the time to to pray about offerings, but also being obedient when it comes to your tithes. There's a form online that says give, and you can just click that and and, and give there. If you're not a regular member or attendee of our church, this section is not for you. But if you are, thank you for your faithfulness in that. I want to mention our healing is coming signs are available at the church. Uh, 163 New Canaan Avenue. We want to get this word out. You can put it in your front yard. You can put it in your car. You can put it in your uh, uh, your apartment window, whatever it is that works. There's some stands that go with these. 163 New Canaan Avenue. Let's get the word out to Broad River Church. We believe there's hope in Jesus and that healing is coming. Let me leave you with this blessing today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord, Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. And may you be covered in the name of Jesus. Everybody have a great week.